Welcome to The Stare Down, sports talk and real estate with Sean Carpenter of Coldwell Banker in Columbus, Ohio, Bill Risser of Fidelity National Title in Tampa, Florida, and Todd Meininger of Cummins, Georgia. Listen in as they discuss the week in sports and toss in a pinch of real estate too. Now your hosts, Sean, Todd and Bill. Hey, greetings, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Staredown. It's our weekly sports talk and real estate show where four guys just get on the phone and talk about sports as well as what's going on in their world of real estate or working in title or working in Northern Hardware or working for the Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> but it's just a conversation among four friends. I'm Sean Carpenter, and not in Columbus, Ohio this week. I'm in Brainerd, Minnesota for the Cobble Banker Burnett Top Agent event. My friend Bill Risser down in St. Petersburg, Florida, wearing his 2-0 Tampa Bay Buccaneers hat. Todd Meiniger in Atlanta, outside with the Braves, almost ready to clinch the NL East. And Shea Brewer, just hours away from the Portland Trailblazers starting their season. Like 195 hours, but pretty close to <laughs> starting their season. What's up, boys? Let's go around the horn. Bill... Tell us where you're, what you're doing, what's going on, and what you're drinking. First of all, you're in Brainerd, Minnesota, where my aunt Olive and Uncle Bud live. Well, <laughs> nice. they, at least when I was 12 years old, they did. I'm, I don't <laughs> think they're. <laughs> I'll visit the cemetery on the way home. Thank you. Go ahead and say hi to Bud and Olive for me. Uh, my dad grew up in Minneapolis, so there's a little bit of Minnesota in me. Um, but no, nothing, not much. Just uh, hanging out on a Monday night. Uh, you know, there's a big football game, but even bigger than the football game. The 70th annual Emmys are going to go live in a few minutes. So we got to hurry this show up. Go ahead. What's up? <laughs> What's up? What's up, Todd? Hey, uh, Bill, Sean, Shay. Good to talk to y'all. Um, Sean, is Brainer? Is, is that uh, the movie Fargo? Wasn't there something to do with uh, the Brainerd Brain, in that movie? Brainerd. Yeah, Brainerd. Yeah. yeah so pretty, good stuff. Probably pretty close, yeah. Nope. Things are good. Um, happy to be here this Monday. Um, busy, busy sports weekend as always. So I look forward to talking about it. Jay, what's going on with you, man? Guys, I'm I'm still at the office tonight uh, while we do this. We while we do this podcast. The thing about it, though, it's extremely quiet around here because everyone's watching the Seahawks on Monday Night Football. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Kind of kind of exciting, right? So always that you know. I think when you're an NFL fan base, when you when your team makes Sunday night or Monday night, it's like a big deal, right? When they when the when the NFL releases their schedule. Like, if your team has made Sunday night or Monday night, it's a big deal. Like, Cleveland hasn't been on Sunday night or Monday night in, like, four years, right? And so it's a big deal, right? And Shay, I know that's probably – even in Portland, it's probably the, the vibe there, too. It's like it's a big night because Seattle's on Monday night, right? Yeah, well, it's not just the Seattle. It's the boss. So, uh, so Paul Allen actually owns the Seahawks, and he owns the Trailblazers as well. So mm. it's uh, the guy who cuts our checks. So, yeah, <laughs> we, uh, we definitely – we definitely try to get a get a peek at it uh, whenever we can when we're on prime time. Hey Sean, if you've ever now, been Shay, to give a, us, sorry, give us some inside scoop. Shay, how often do you do you ever run into Paul Allen in the hallways? Do you call him Mr. Allen? Do you call him Paul? Do you say what's up, boss? But, like how you often? Call do you call Paul, Paul Allen? two times? Do you call him? <laughs> <laughs> you don't say much of anything because there's always bodyguards around him. Um, Paul Allen actually has the entire top level of the Moda Center. Uh, which is where the Trailblazers play, as his apartment. 
which oh, wow. rumored that he's never actually spent the night in. <laughs> 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 but um, he comes to he comes to games every now and again, uses a private elevator, and he always has about four bodyguards with him as he goes to his seat. So um, I don't know why he's a likable guy, though. I, I don't I don't think there's any reason to. Uh, to, to attack the man or any reason to have 44 bodyguards, but I guess when you have that much money, you can do what you want. Yep. Right. Well, boys, let's, let's start off by talking about, uh, I'm drinking a bent. It's called a bent paddle. This is a, a beautiful beer out of, um, uh, Duluth, Duluth, Minnesota. And I'm up here in Minnesota. That's why my, my, my sound is not maybe as clear as possible. Uh, I'm up here at the coal banker top agent event for coal banker burn it. I uh, won the keynote speaker. Uh, having a great night, but a uh, great day on the golf course. I, I did a presentation today and a presentation tomorrow. Uh, Bill's down in, in St. Pete at his hometown uh, office, and Todd's in coming Georgia, and Shay's out in Portland. Uh, boys, let's talk about the weekend in sports. Uh, let's hit baseball really quick because we can get baseball out of the way really quick. There really hasn't been much change. Cleveland clinched the uh, central. Boston clinched the west, the, the east. Um, really, Bill, I think let's go to you because you're kind of the baseball aficionado with your, with your uh, fantasy team. Um, really, the only thing we're watching right now, really, the only thing we're watching is the West with the Dodgers kind of holding their, their own. If they kind of do what they need to do, they're going to win the West. Well, they're, yeah, they're, they're right there at the Rockies. The, the D-backs have <clears throat> fallen out of contention. They're now four back out of the wild card, actually, with what, about – 14 games to go so that's bad that's bad for the D-backs I don't think they're going to make it but the Cardinals beat the Dodgers last night to move into a tie uh, for that final wild card spot so it's Cardinals Dodgers Rockies one of those teams ain't going to make it so uh, we'll we'll see how that plays out um let's see and in the the NL Central the Brewers and and the Cubs the Brewers still have a chance that they could somehow you know right win six of seven or or seven of eight um the Brewers are still not mathematically eliminated. They're not, but but I I don't know how you root against or how you. I just don't think the Cubs are going to blow that lead or as, as, as thin as it is. I think they'll pull away. That's my take. Yeah. Um, and then you know I got to give a shout out to uh, the Tampa Bay Rays who they only took two or three from the uh, A's this weekend. But if they just swept them, they'd only mm-hmm. be five out with fourteen to play out of the wild card catching. Wow. Catching Oakland, yeah, which would have been a, an amazing story. Now they're seven out with 14, not going to happen. Uh, but still uh, a great young team. And that crazy pitching uh, rotation that, that Cash has you know, instituted, he's still doing it. In fact, the Oakland A's pulled out the same thing on Sunday. They started a reliever for an inning and then went into their starter after that. So the, the, hmm. the Rays are doing that every th- – they have two starters that start. Snell, of course, who should win the Cy Young Award. Uh, and one other, but the rest, it's always an, a reliever starts and it's through a rotation of pitchers. It, we'll see what happens. It had, it had huge success. They have the best pitching staff by numbers since they started doing that. Will, yeah. will, other, will other old school managers follow? Can they, can they handle it or will they just stick to what they normally do? We'll see. It'll be fun. Has that ever been, has, has anyone ever done that or seen that before? Or is that total innovation by him? I've never, I've never seen it. I don't know if he read about it way back in the day or something, but no, it's, it's, I think it's a, a cash was just looking for a way to uh, take his young pitchers and not put them up to that. Um, the stress and pressure of starting a game, bring in a closer, bring in a eighth inning setup guy who knows what he's doing. Let him, you know, kind of throw his stuff for an inning and then get out of there. It's pretty interesting. I mean, yeah, that, Bill, you, 
you've heard of you've heard of Malcolm Gladwell, right? Sure. Right, wrote the book. Yeah, you know. Yeah, uh, the outliers. The outliers and and Blink. Yep. Um, on his podcast last year, he did a post about pull the goalie. It was called pull the goalie, mm. and it was about scientific research that if you study hockey games and when players when when coaches pull the goalie, it's usually at the end of the game when there's you know two minutes left in the game and they're down one. But statistically, they talk about if you pull the goalie with when you're down two nothing, if it's in the first period or the second period, doesn't matter. If you're down two nothing, you should pull the goalie because statistically it makes you a better team. But but no team will do that because because if they lose that game, people will say this this coach was crazy. But statistically if you pull the goalie, as soon as you go down two nothing, it makes more sense that you have a chance of tying the game or or being back in it one down. And so you know, to, to your point, the coach of Tampa Bay maybe is just getting ahead of the curve yeah. of what really makes a lot of sense, right? Well, that's there was a high school football coach. He's still coaching. I can't remember the name of the the, the city. You might you might he know. He won't punt, right? He won't punt. Doesn't have a punter. There is no punter on the team. He always he goes always for goes it. for it. Always goes for it on fourth down, which means you run the first three downs quite differently because there's always a fourth down, mm. and uh, he's doing very well with it. And then you got guys like Peterson, right, who, uh, you know, very, um, very uh, adverse to punting as well. He, he's, you know, he's always trying to push the button. And if you look at the numbers, they convert more than 50% of the time. He goes for two-point conversions and converted at a very high level, um, 16 of, of 30 attempts or something like that. And I'm thinking that's 32 points instead of potentially 30. There's, there's reasons, but it just goes against the flow. And I don't know how some of those old timers can't handle it. So in baseball, you have what Tampa's doing. You have um, Larusa batting the pitcher eighth instead of ninth. Yep. And the only other thing I can think of is maybe the shift in the last 10 years. Other than that, baseball is pretty much baseball. I mean, it's it's ABC one two three. So I, and I don't know what other innovation that could happen. That's that's pretty interesting to see yeah. what they're doing down there in Tampa. Yeah. So let's talk about let's talk about Shea's Atlanta Braves and Todd's Atlanta Braves. Um, this is kind of a – I don't know that you guys entered the season expecting the Braves to be in this position with 14 games to go. Uh, Todd, let's start with you, and then let's get Shay's take on it just as an as a outlier fan. Um, what's the vibe in, in Atlanta? I mean, SunTrust, two years, two years in the making, right? Second year of SunTrust. Um, I don't think they were expecting a playoff run uh, at this early. Were they? I mean, or, or did they just think they built for the, for the future? I don't think so, Sean. Um, last year when the SunTrust Stadium was open, it was, it was kind of a whimper. Um, no, no huge splashes. Um, you know, same old manager who's very serviceable, but there was no, uh, for lack of a better word, sexy names, right? Um, you still had Freddie Freeman, the, the veteran, but it was a young team. And uh, I follow baseball. I follow the Braves, but I'm certainly not an expert. But from what I see – I think uh, there was expectations of being better, um, but certainly winning the division is, uh, I think, a pleasant surprise. It's, I mean, look, they, they got a good young um, pitching staff. Um, again, they have Freddie Freeman, an all-star, who, um, you know, who's solid and, and, and anchors the lineup. But um, you have um, Albides and Acuna coming up being called up. I mean, just the young influx of talent. Um, it's just exciting and fun to watch. Um, I mean, I'll admit it in years past during the glory days, I would watch every game, every inning. 
I'm not doing that anymore. It's part of time in life. Um, but, but I am definitely excited uh, for a playoff run. And it's good. It's been a while here in Atlanta. So, I, I'll tell you, it was a lot of excitement that I just being disconnected from the city, but just on Twitter and just some of the beat writers I read from Atlanta. Um, when Ronald Acuna first got called up, mm-hmm. it was like they, they called it Acuna Day. Like he yep. was the second coming. Like, and if you haven't watched him play, really, really exciting young player. Uh, He's Todd delivered, Hodges. right? He's delivered. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We, we talk about um, Ozzy Albies and actually ex- getting productivity out of Nick Marcakis mm-hmm. and then the young pitching. It's, it's an exciting team. No one expected them to win the East this soon. I think they're about one – we were probably one to two years away from expecting the Braves to really make a splash. But it's the wave. It's the youth movement. You're seeing it in a lot of sports, not just baseball. You're seeing it in, in football and basketball and, and everything else. It's, it's the youth movement. you got to think outside the box and go young. And I mentioned there was no, you know, the manager, he's a career AAA minor leaguer. He's been with the Braves for a couple of years now, but maybe that's the guy you need, the grinder, the 162 games, um, the guys that's going to put a team together. Um, it's, it's a fun team to watch. Um, I hope they do well and make a nice postseason run and uh, get, get Atlanta back. Uh, not that they're not excited with baseball, especially with the new stadium, but uh, maybe feel a little like it was for years and years and years under Bobby Cox when it was almost penciled in yeah. making the playoffs, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, as you think about it, guys, you know, it, it, it will be interesting. It's Shay just touched on, you know, the, the youth of this team, the youth of this team having um, kind of no, no fear. Um, they either go into the playoffs against a, probably a Dodgers team, you know, that has playoff experience, that has stars, right? And they either go in there with, like, what the fuck do we care? We're, we're, we're this young team. We're just going to go in and play ball. Or they go in and get, you know, swept 3-0 and, and learn from it and probably come back better next year. Um, you know, so it, it will be interesting to see because I, I think it's probably the former. I think they go in with just this reckless abandon of we've got nothing to lose. Um, it, Bill, tell me, would they play the Braves right now as, as it stands or would they play the Cubs? Who would they – or would they play the – I'm not sure what the record is. Yeah, I'm not so sure. They, I, don't have that, I don't have that in front of me, Sean. I can look it up. Yeah, so – be interesting. So, um, so that's baseball right now. I, I don't think there's much else in baseball going on uh, other than Shoya Tani, you know, just pounding out home runs with his, with his bad shoulder. <laughs> uh, you know, Bill, I mean, Bill, the, the vibe on him is he needs Tommy John surgery for his, for his pitching. But he's been hitting home runs hand over fist the last four weeks, right? Just really – at some point in time, do you think the Dodge or the Angels make a decision on is he a hitter or is he a, a pitcher? Well, I think if they had their druthers, they want a pitcher, right? Because that's that's um, that's, that's more long term. That's more long term. Well, it's it's also that the value the it's the value uh, proposition. Um, but look, he's he signed the deal in such a way that he wants to he wants to play. Um, he wants to go both ways, and he that's why he chose the Angels because they yeah. committed to that. So I don't. Can, yeah, I have a I think, yeah. He was shopping around trying to get someone who would allow him to do that, right? Yep. Yep. So I have a feeling that's uh, how that's going to shake out. Is he's going to continue to do what he does? He can be a great pitcher, and he can um, on the you know if he's on a typical five day rotation, play three days, uh, take a day of rest, and pitch on the other day. He he'd take that all. Uh, any any yeah. he's he's good with that, and I think they're going to be good with that too. 
Yeah, I agree. I think that's, so, that makes a ton of sense. Uh, to, let's talk to, golf answer your, to answer your question, if the season ended today, the Braves, the Rockies would be at the Braves right now in the, uh, for the National League Division Series. The wild card game right now would be the Cardinals or Dodgers at the Brewers. So, mm-hmm. there you go. Wait, so who's the wild card right now? The Brewers, now the, Brewers, the Brewers are the, in the lead of the wild card. Cardinals and Dodgers are tied for the second spot. Yep. Okay, okay. Wow. So, but I'll tell you, every single day, the Dodgers and the Cardinals, or the Dodgers and the, and the, and the Rockies kind of shift spots, right? Yep. They, that, they'll just switch around. So, it, it could be that do the – do, uh, do they play at the end of the season? Well, you're going to make me work. I'll find yeah. out. I'll yeah. find out. You're in your key today, Bill. Yeah. Hang, hang well, that becomes, that becomes a huge must-see TV if, if those teams play. Um, that becomes a – you know, that becomes a – Clayton Kershaw goes – seven innings instead of six. I mean, that becomes right. a big-time so, decision. So tonight, there's a three-game set tonight with Colorado. Starting tonight, the Dodgers and Rockies play? Yep. Yeah. Wow. So, so this weekend, really, uh, this week sets up a, a lot of conversation over the next 14 days. And, um, and Bill, Bill, easy one for you. Who do the uh, Dodgers end with end of the season? I mean, that should be a layup for you, right? The Dodgers end with the Giants. Of course. Yep. Of course. That always happens, yeah, because <laughs> – Bitter rivalry, right? Bitter. Going back to Brooklyn and New York. Yeah, that's cool. Um, that's that's kind of cool. Yeah. So I'm trying to see. The yeah. three-game set starting at 10-10 Eastern time this evening. Yeah, the Rockies after the Dodgers. They go to Arizona. Then they've got the Phillies and the uh, Nationals at home. So d- decent teams, all of them, but all out of it. Trying to play the spoiler rules. Yeah. yeah. And over in, the, over in the East, you're looking at Red Sox and, and Cleveland, obviously, and then Houston. And then who's, who's, uh, who's in the lead in the wild card in that? Because it's I'm not sure if it's Yankees and Oakland right now. Yeah, and that's going to stay yeah. that way. It's good. Yeah, Tampa Bay seven back. So. And then who else? Uh, someone's seven Seattle and a half. Seattle seven and a half. Seattle so. seven and a half. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. Let's look at look at golf really quick, guys. Before we get to football, um, week off this week on the PGA Tour, uh, the top thirty players are heading to uh, East Lake outside of Todd Meininger's house. Uh, mm-hmm. What about twenty mile, twenty miles from you, Todd? Uh, as the crow flies, probably yeah. Okay, so but you know south, south. What, what are they? It's actually kind of northeast Atlanta. Um, the the tour championship at East Lake. Um, Bryson DeChambeau, Justin Rose are the top two players. Um, the way the FedEx Cup is set up right now, Bill, I believe if one of the top five players wins, they win the tour championship, no matter what. No, they win the FedEx Cup. Not or the FedEx tour. Cup. Yep. They win the FedEx Cup. So if they win the Tour Championship, they also win the FedEx Cup. But if someone outside the top five wins, then all of a sudden the FedEx Cup is kind of up in the air based on finish of the top five. Correct. So it's, it's really kind of very clear. And I love the way the T-Towns are stacked. It's basically 30 and 29, 28 and 27, right. all the way down to Justin Rose and Bryson DeChambeau in the final pairing on Thursday. Um, and does that adjust on Saturday, or do they keep that up through the weekend? I believe those matches, those pairings will say Friday and Saturday, and then they'll adjust on on Saturday based on the the leaders because they traditionally, weekend. you know, keep, okay. keep the pairings the same on Friday, on Thursday, Friday. Gotcha. Um, Bill, if you had to pick right now, I mean, look, a, a lot of the people listening, a lot of people um, that are sports fans, they would love to see Tiger Woods win it. I don't think mathematically he could win the Tour Championship or the FedEx Cup because he's in 27th right now. He is 20 – oh, he's actually 20th. 
20th. Could he win the FedEx Cup if he wins? Stars would have to line, Sean. I yeah. read an article. The stars would have to line. There's, he's not mathematically eliminated, but it's, it's a tough. It's a tough. Uh, I mean, like, he, he would have to win, and, like, Justin Rose would have to finish 20th. Right. Something like that. Yeah, actually, I'm looking at an article right now that gives out the scenario for each of the 30 players to win the FedEx Cup. So you want Tiger? <laughs> Here it is. He wins the Tour Championship. He has to do that first. And number one finishes tied for 15th or worse. Number two finishes in a three-way for fifth or worse. Number three finishes tied for third or worse. Number four finishes in a three-way tie for second or worse. Number five finishes in a three-way tie for second or worse. And number six finishes tied for second or worse. If all that happens, look at, he wins the Look at Shay. Shay in the bottom corner of my screen. Shay is saying right now, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> Look, that's amazing. So let's let's look at one other scenario, say, for someone who's outside the top five. So Keegan Bradley is six, right? So right. he wins the Tour Championship. He has to win the Tour Championship. And if number one finishes tied for second or worse, um, and, and actually, even if number one finishes um, second, he still has a mathematical chance. So it's not much for Keegan to win it. Same thing with Brooks. He's just looking for those guys to finish out of the top three, and he wins it. So, so all a lot of, of guys – Oh, the top 10 has a very, a very easy route there. Because even Cameron Smith, who's number 10, he just needs the top five finishers to finish fourth or worse. And if that happens, all five finish fourth or worse, and he wins a tour championship, he wins the FedEx Cup. Mm-hmm. Not likely, but doable, right? Yeah. But, but if you want to – the so, funniest one is Pat, Patton Kazir at, at uh, 30, number 30. There is a way for him to win. But, but here's the deal. Justin Rose would have to finish – 29th or worse <laughs> for, <laughs> for, starters. The last two. for starters yeah so, so let's let's just go around the horn who who would you pick right now to win the fedex cup knowing that the top five guys are are you know dj and justin and 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 bryson you know who's who's four and five right now bill dustin um, johnson and uh, justin thomas you got tony finau at three justin rose at two and bryson dechambeau at one all right, so, Shay, who are you picking to win the Tour Championship? Say Tiger. Say Tiger. Say the tiger. Tour Championship? Or the, the FedEx, FedEx Cup, Cup? Yeah. Can I go? Oh, the FedEx Cup. Yeah, the FedEx Cup. Oh, you want the, the FedEx, FedEx Cup? Yeah. Oh, the FedEx Cup? I, I don't know. Give me Justin Rose. Okay. Todd, who you got? Uh, Shay has the correct answer. Uh, he's world number one, um, old enough in a, in a spot in his life. I, I just have – if I – a field pick is Justin Rose. Bill, who you got? Going with Big Break alumni, alumnus, Tony Finau. He was on Big Break? I didn't wow. know that. Way back in the day, yep. <clears throat> nice. I love that. Yeah, yeah. I'm going, I'm going Dustin Thomas. I think he wins this week. I think he wins the uh, not only the Tour Championship, but I think he wins the, uh, the, uh, the FedEx Cup. So um, I already told you Shay was right, guys. I gave you the answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's talk football. And I'm going to switch it up because I'm a college sports fan. We're going to start with pro. Let's talk pro football this week, boys. And it's kind of an amazing week. We had, we had some good football. We had some bad football. We had, we had some uh, controversial football. We had a couple punters who lost their jobs today, because, or a couple kickers, because they're, they, couldn't, they couldn't make field goals. Um, let's start with Thursday night's game, Bengals-Ravens. Mm. Bengals look good. Bengals look good, but Bengals look good for a half, 
and then they gave up like 27 points to still win the game. But but Bengals looked good in the first half. Are you – if you look at the NFC or AFC North, Bengals 2-0, Ravens – and Ravens 1-1, and Steelers 0-2, Browns 0-2. Come on, baby. Come on. <laughs> Browns with the best starts in 2004. Right. <laughs> Do you think the Bengals are for real? What's your thoughts, Shay? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. AJ. And why? Because because AJ Green and 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 their quarterback, they're they're good, man. They're good. I, I don't trust the defense, one. Uh, you, you mentioned what they did in the second half. Sam Hubbard. what they did in the second half of the game on Thursday night. I think that's more of a, a true testament of who, who the Bengals are. And I just don't think that A.J. Green can produce like he produced, what, three touchdowns in the first half? I don't think he can do that week in and week out. But you need A.J. Green to be that A.J. Green in order for the Bengals to win. He's so streaky. He's so up and down. He, that is not A.J. Green for a season. I, I agree with you, Shay. It's, he, it was great. It was a great first half, but I, he's I, – I, no way. No way. And if the Bengals do make the playoffs, who cares? They're going to lose their game if they get Bill, – Bill, let me ask you a question, though. You say he's streaky. Is a, is a receiver being streaky on the receiver or on the quarterback? Well, it could be on the defense. It could be a defense loading up on a, on a guy like A.J. Okay. Green saying someone else can beat him, right? Because if he's, he's always got – Statistically streaky is what you're saying. Someone else, yes, Exactly. Uh, someone else who's got a he's got a, a cover two got somebody sitting over the top on him all game long forget it you know they can right. shut him down if they want to so all right so so here's this is the vibe in ohio right I'm, I'm not in ohio tonight i'm in minnesota but but the vibe in ohio is the Bengals fans who love to talk smack say the Bengals have won two games in the last five days the browns <laughs> haven't won two games in 655 days right like <laughs> I, I, I tell you what Sean, the Browns are, are, are on the rise. If they had a kicker, oh. uh, they would have won that game yesterday. Um, unfortunately, I think they're, they're, uh, they're teetering on just chipping away at the bad luck. I mean, they should have won week one or could have won week one. They could have won yesterday. Um, I, I, think, I think Baltimore, it's, it's down to Baltimore and, the, and Cincinnati to win that division. I think Pittsburgh's going a little the wrong way um, for whatever I agree. reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think the Browns, the future, the future is uh, – it may be all right. It'll take a little time, but I think they go in the right direction. I really do. Let's start, let's start that in AFC North then because uh, the Browns have a chance to they, – they basically tie the game on a kind of a miracle play, right? Uh, Tyrod Taylor hits, hits Antonio Callaway on a kind of a bomb on fourth and 27. Um, they, 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 they touch down. They have a chance to kick the extra point with under a minute left. Um, the dude misses the extra point. Drew Brees drives him down, kicks the field goal. They lose 21-18. Um, sad, shocking. You know, look, I mean, Antonio Callaway, I think, Todd, you and I know he's a great, great physical specimen. Unfortunately, he, you know, fucked up at Florida. Um, <laughs> that, this, this team, Cleveland, is, you know, you see Hugh, you see Hugh Jackson on the sideline. Um, he's jinxed until further notice. but But obviously – Cleveland's close. I, and so here's my question to you, Bill, Shay, and Todd. At what point do you just say, hey, Baker Mayfield, here's the keys. Let's drive. I'll start. Go ahead. So I don't think this is a playoff-bound Cleveland Browns. 
but I do believe I just said it a minute ago, they're going the right direction. Um, so why, why not bring uh, Baker along slowly? I mean, you got a, you got a, a good, not great, a functioning Tyrod Taylor. So I would bring Baker along slowly. I don't think there's any reason to plug him in. Um, maybe he's the next year plan. Uh, again, I don't think they're making the playoffs, but I think they have some wins in them um, this year. Okay. Shay, I, I thought you were shaking your head. Um, I, I've got two takes on this. I, I watch a lot of football. I, I'm a, a fan of NFL Network's All-22, and I watch a lot of football games. I watch almost every football game. After two weeks out of all the teams in the AFC North, I think the Browns are playing the best football out of every team in that division right now. Hmm. now I agree. Here, here's the problem. You mentioned, you, mentioned, uh, you mentioned the head coach right now, and he's kind of a lame duck. You talk about hard knocks. You talk about all these other things. The, o- the offensive coordinator and the defensive coordinator have both been head coaches and are waiting to be head coaches again. If Hugh Jackson wants to keep his job or feels that his job is in jeopardy, you put the rookie quarterback in to buy you some time. Hmm. Because with the rookie quarterback, now it's a project, and it's your project, and you buy a little bit more time and job security for management. However, at the same time, Tyrod Taylor doesn't lose ball games. He doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily win you ball games, but he doesn't lose you ball games. He just he's a game manager. Well, when you put Baker in, now you open the door up and it's a wild card and you have no clue what you're gonna get. Yeah. Look, Bill, before you talk, look, Tyrod Taylor, um, he quarterback game one where the Steelers turned over the ball six times and he couldn't score more than seventeen points. Yeah. Um, and, and, and he, he quarterbacked a game against the Saints in New Orleans, in New Orleans, where they basically missed eight points of field goals. Um, that's tough, man. I, I agree with you. I 100% agree with you. But at some point in time, like, the dude has to make some plays to bring the team down. Bill, what was your thoughts on that game? Because you guys both texted me, like, as the kick went wide, Brown's going to Browns, right? It's, it's almost Browns like a – Browns Browns, right yeah. Now. Yeah. No, I think I, I agree with both Shay and Todd that uh, you don't throw in the towel yet. And I think getting, make, getting Baker Mayfield out there, you've already said he didn't win the battle in, in camp. <clears throat> you didn't win the battle in camp for a reason because Tyrod Taylor was the better quarterback. It, you're only a game and a half out of first, not two. <laughs> so, right. Right. So let's see what happens. Let's see if, if uh, let's just see if Tyrod can kind of, you know, get in a flow right. and, rhythm. And, and let me throw this stat I, I heard this week. Of the final four teams last week, uh, or last year, the, the, the four teams that made the AFC and NFC championships, neither of them started 2-0. Hmm. None, none of the four teams started 2-0. So 2-0, well, sounds great right now. Yeah. It doesn't mean shit in the big scheme of things because the teams that made it to the Super Bowl – None of them started 2 0. Right. right. I, I hear you. I hear you, Sean. 2 0 and 0 2 statistically help you get in the playoffs or prevent you from being in the playoffs. But winning Correct. the big prize, winning the big prize is a different ballgame. Yeah. Correct. So, so, so there's, there's only a few teams eliminated. Now, as a Cleveland, you know, on the topic of Cleveland, probably not going to make the playoffs. But can they, can they represent and can they? Look, I think there's probably a lot of Cleveland fans that if they could keep the Steelers and the Ravens out of the playoffs, <laughs> they would if you said right now we're not gonna make the playoffs but you will personally eliminate the Steelers and the Ravens that means the Bengals make it they'd be like yeah we're good with that we're good with that we're good with we're good with Baltimore never making it and Steelers that's like 
I'm serious. That's a that's a no, big I, deal. I love it, Sean. I, I Sean, Sean there, hold on, hold on. They're worried about winning games. Let's. let's I mean, that's. A, one step at a time. And after watching them the first two weeks, I do a shay that they lost to Pittsburgh in horrible weather conditions. They couldn't take advantage of, of six turnovers, bad field goal kicking. They lost yesterday because of two missed extra points and I think two missed field goals. And I was watching the game with, with, uh, with Jenny at Taco Mac, a local little sports bar. We had to get out of the house. There's too many hours of watching college football and pro football. And as soon as he missed that, I said, that guy's get fired. And Jenny's a very good sports football fan. She, she watches, but she doesn't understand. She's like, what do you mean he's getting fired? I'm like, that guy's getting fired. Unfortunately, well, this is the NFL, right? So you, you escaped the house to go watch football at a Yes. Park. Okay. That is so, I can, so I can feel other people. So I can okay. see other people, right? <laughs> as, as it turns out, Todd, you're right. Uh, the, 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 the kicker for the, for the Browns was, was let go today. And the Vikings. The kicker, for the, kicker for the Vikings was let go. Yeah. Carlson was let go today. And I'm here in Minnesota. And I got to tell you, this is the epicenter of both Vikings and Minnesota fans. Um, you know, that game, both those teams gave up wins. The Vikings lost that game. Yep. The, the, the Packers lost that game. Both those teams lost. But the Vikings kicker, Carlson, missed three mm. field goals, mm. all wide right. Um, he was let go today. Dan Riley or Dan uh, Bailey from the Cowboys, uh, formerly the Cowboys, was signed as their as their new kicker. A uh, huge pickup, I think, in my eyes for the Vikings. Um, let's talk about that game. Uh, did you guys watch the Vikings uh, Packers game? Overtime, another tie, second tie of the year in the NFL. Todd, two th- two things, Sean. Did you see how they got to overtime? Yeah. That that pass to uh, do you still have him on your fantasy team, Bill um, Thielen? What's his? Uh, what's oh his no, name? Adam Adam Thielen, Adam the great yeah. catch. No, no, I'm a Devontae so, Adams guy now with the Packers who had a touchdown. <laughs> so so two things: the way they've changed um, the the helmet to helmet and the uh, what, what what's the word I'm looking for the um, defenseless player rule. Right. Um, that impacted that game. Green Bay Packers should have won. Forget about the missed field goals. Green Bay Packers should have won. Clay, Matthew, you, Clay Matthews was robbed on that. On that. Well, I, I'll get to that in a second. But if you see on the the pass from Kirk Cousins to um, Thielen, yep. it, it was well covered. Thielen made an amazing catch. So I'm not taking anything away from the pass or the catch. But if you notice the free safety coming over, he purposely in the you know th- there would have been a hit back in the day, right? And I'm not saying it has to be a dirty hit. There had to be a hit, and you see him kind of pull up. And, and allow Thielen to make the play. And then, Bill, what you referred to, it was fourth and, and goal. This is the second week in a row it's been flagged on Clay, Clay Matthews. Fourth down, roughing the passer. And if you watch the video, I'm sure you can find it on Twitter anywhere. I think it was just a really, 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 really bad call. I, th- I think last week he, uh, he was a little I, late. He did throw some I agree. He agree. That one. But Yesterday, this week, this week he, like, wow. he had an arm out trying to break his fall. You know, yeah. and that whole thing. Gravity's about, gravity, right? Yeah. I mean, it's thick. Yeah. Look, I, I heard it. You've heard it from everybody, right? Well, you know when a guy is going in there and just like putting his arms up to make sure all 280 pounds, you know, compresses a quarterback. Wasn't even close. Yeah. yeah. Here, here's the irony in this whole situation. The rule was changed last offseason or this offseason 
uh, for driving through the quarterback because of the Vikings Packers game. That's right. When Brett Favre, or excuse me, when Aaron Rodgers went out last year against the Vikings, <laughs> a broken collarbone. Anthony Barr. Yep. He, yeah, he, that is ironic. Yeah, smashed so, him, smashed him shouldered first. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> that's funny. It wasn't called last year, and now this year is called against the Packers and potentially lost them a game. Good thing they didn't lose; they just ended in tie. Mm. <laughs> I, I, your... I got one more thing. I got one more thing, and I, I know we're going to get to college football later on. But just a what? bad, bad, bad week for Auburn football. Daniel Carlson, the kicker or the former kicker of the Minnesota Vikings, the leading scorer in Auburn history. <laughs> <laughs> not only did he miss three field goals and get fired his little brother is the current kicker Anders Carlson at Auburn right now he went 0 for 2 and cost Auburn the LSU game this weekend as well bad day for Ouch. Auburn kickers oh, yeah. Miss, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Carlson needed to make some phone calls and consoling some children as, uh, as Peyton Manning once famously said he's a fucking kicker right <laughs> when he talked about Remember he talked about Mike Vanderjat was talking he's to him. A, he's like, he's a fucking kicker, right? Yeah, like, like, yeah. So being a kicker, man, it's 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 the greatest job in the world. It's the worst job in the world, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's tough. Bill, let's let's go around the horn and just just we're not going to go through every game. Yeah, I got, more, I, got a, I got a hot take. Can I give you a hot take? What was your NFL game of the week that you just like love to watch and see? Uh, well, I, I live in Tampa Bay. So I got to see the uh, defending Super Bowl champions really get manhandled uh, mm, by the Buccaneers, except for the fourth quarter. The Bucs kind of defense softened up and all that stuff happens. But, uh, and, and to point out this fact, that all three Florida NFL teams are 2-0. Mm. When, when is the last time that happened? That's a, that'll be research for Todd Meininger. Uh, wow. wow. So, yeah, it, um, it's, it's been fun to watch. I think, you know, you got the Steelers who are 0-2 coming in Monday night next week here in Tampa Bay, it is going to be a lot of fun. So we'll see what happens. And, and look, people are saying, yeah, Steelers are coming. So you think about that opening at new Orleans and you got the Eagles and the Steelers with a backup quarterback. Everyone was just praying for one and two, two and one would be a miracle. And now three and oh is definitely more, is more. Now what's the word on the street? Is, Is Fitzpatrick the starter? So, no, the last thing Cutter for another week at least. The la- well, the last thing Cutter wait, said. What? Why? Why? This is wait, wait, me wait. Off. I know it is. Wait, I'm gonna tell you what Cutter said last. The truth. This is pissing me off. I, here's what Cutter <laughs> Cutter said this last week after one game. He said Jameis is the starting quarterback. I have not heard him, Sean. Calm down. I have not heard him say that yet this week. I watched the post game. He hasn't said that. So he's it's it's gonna be a weird situation because Fitzpatrick, the first quarterback I think in history to go four touchdowns, 400 yards for the first two games of the season. Uh, and so if, if Fitzpatrick or Fitzmagic, as we're calling him here, has another great game against the Steelers, I don't think they're starting Jameis week four. I don't know how you do. I don't know how you do. Who do they play game four? Who do they play? You know? Uh, I was going to say, uh, just to mess with you guys, uh, Tulane. Oh, that's all. Oh, wait, that's uh, nice. that's uh, that's Ohio State. That's exactly. Ohio State. Yeah, exactly. Chicago. Chicago. They play the in Bears. Soldier Field. Yeah, at, at Chicago. Yeah. So, like, man, I just, I just don't know if that would be the time to change to Jameis with Khalil Mack and and you know the Mountains of the Midway. Man, I just can you like, imagine the fan base if they if they if they if they switch to Jameis and he doesn't play a great game? Now, Sean, there was a, there was a big there was a big not a big chunk but a significant. Um, number of voices, especially in the press, talking about Jameis needs to be off the team after yeah. 
his right? 17th run in with whatever, right? So I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's going to be, here's the deal. Isn't Fitzpatrick just going to turn into Fitzpatrick soon? Doesn't that happen usually? It just hey. happens. He's going to get back, you know, you got to come back to center. And he's a, he's a journeyman quarterback who can hey. handle a few things. No, two words for you. Kurt Warner. Yeah, but Kurt, Kurt didn't play for 10 teams. <laughs> he, just, he just went to another arena league and came back. Does he, uh, he play for 10 arena league teams? Yeah, he's, well, it's a, <laughs> Fitzpatrick's in his 11th season. Yeah. Kurt Warner. Hey, I'm just telling you, man. Trent Dilfer. No, that, that doesn't count. That was just bullshit. That was just as an as an Ohio guy. How can you tell you? Ryan Fitzpatrick might be the name people five years from now are saying like, how did this MF win the Super Bowl? Right? Like, possible. This, I'm not saying this team's a Super Bowl team. No. But I'm just saying this guy is playing. Did you see him in the post game press conference with his with his gold chain and his shirt untucked? Well, you know that was all. Yeah, that was all to Colin McGregor, right? That was all as Deshaun Jackson gear. The only, in fact, in the press conference, they said, "Is are you wearing anything that's yours?" He said, "My chest hair." That was. I thought he was. I thought he was paying homage to Colin McGregor. The no, he looked just like him. That's hilarious. No, he said that's all DJ stuff. I got to hurry up. I have two more questions. I got to give him his stuff back. Hey, all right. So, so Bill, you 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 picked on the on the on the Buccaneers. Shay, who was your team this week that you stood out to you as like we need to talk about these boys? Um. So for different reasons, I'm going to go Buffalo Bills and not just because the Buffalo Bills are so bad. <laughs> Montez, I'm sorry, right? Todd. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Todd. But can Monte. we talk about Vontae Davis? Oh, my God. He just quits wow, on yeah. his team at halftime? At halftime, he just announces that he retired. <laughs> wow. I, I, wow. I don't know how it's to huge. feel about yeah. it. Yeah. There's nothing to say. I don't know how to feel about it. Nothing to say. You retire after the game, not in the middle of the game. <laughs> that's just, I mean, that's equivalent to going on your lunch break and just decide not to go back to work. <laughs> yeah, I'm if, done. If you were, but you heard, you heard the deal, right? Hey, you know the hey, backstory. Hey, yeah, I've thought about that many times, right? <laughs> the backs, the backstory on that is he had to he had to play one game this season, that first game, in order Jeez. to get a five million dollar bonus. Oh wow! So he played one and a half games and then quit. <laughs> But, and, and the funny thing about Vontae, this is the funny thing. He's a two-time pro bowler, right? So you can't take away from the fact that he's a, he's a good football player. He's Vernon Davis's brother. Vernon hmm. Davis has been known traditionally Ooh. as one of the good guys of the NFL. Yeah. And then for Vontae just to do some bullheaded stuff like this, it's, it's, that's crazy to me. <laughs> Dude, you, you have a press conference Monday morning and say, you know what? I, I hate to leave my team, but I realized he, he said all the things you read in his statement. If you read it today, instead of him leaving at halftime, you may be a little disappointed, but you'd be like, all right, he's making decisions. It, it's, it's the craziest thing I've ever read. Hey, Sean, you were talking about um, um, the Browns playing Baker Mayfield. The Bills need to play Josh Allen because they are yeah. not yeah. <laughs> to, to, to go back on that point. They need to play Josh Allen and just get them, get them reps. Um, God, they were a playoff team last year, and they—they're. Who knows if they're going to win a game this year? The Bills look look horrible. So yeah, yeah. I don't know if you were done or. or, or uh, no, go ahead. No, Todd, go to go to your. What was your game of the week that you spotlighted? Dirty Birds, Atlanta Falcons. I saw them lose on Thursday, uh, the opening game uh, to the Eagles, and I think I'm on record here saying, man, no one thinks. No one knows they're going to win another game. And uh, they came out against their arch rival at home. 
um, against a good Panthers team and had a much needed victory. I mean, the older I get, the, you know, they're one and one, but 0-2 in the NFL is, is hard statistically to make the playoffs. The kiss of death is any team that goes 0-4. I think uh, – 11% <laughs> chance if you're 0-2 of yeah, making the playoffs. Isn't that nuts? You think the, yeah. the, you have 14 more games, but – so 0 and 2 is dreaded. 0 and 4, it's like 0.007%. The Chargers, the Chargers did 0 and 4. Yeah, they, they're the only one that's lights they, on. They zero. went they went eight and eight and beat, yeah. and beat the Broncos to make that the playoffs that year. And, and that's why we all think, oh, six. We know that 16 weeks goes by quickly, but you think 16 games, and that's why they're under so much pressure in the NFL to, to to start and play well and get wins, right? Especially early on. So that's mine, Sean. Dirty birds. Big, big, big yeah. win. Big win. So the game I'm going to is in Jacksonville. Jacksonville, uh, the Jaguars against the Patriots. You know, this, this, everyone in the world says Blake Bortles sucks and Tom Brady's the greatest. Listen, Blake Bortles managed that game well. He played great. He, he worked the ball. He got up to a big lead. Look, Todd, I hate to say it. Shay, I hate to say it, but 21 to 3 at halftime. Everyone's, all the stats came out saying, like, last time I was 23 against the Patriots. 28-3, 20, by the way. <laughs> I know. But it, and it's still too it, early. It, you know, but, but it went to 20 – it was 21-3. It became 23 in the Super Bowl. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I hear you. But I hear you. Jag, Jaguars, Jaguars looked good. I mean, Jaguars looked competent. I, I love the, the game plan by the Jags to just come out throwing the ball just to – Look, it was 91 degrees, I think, in Jacksonville. Um, they just basically said, like, we're going to wear these guys out. And, and they double-teamed Gronk on every every down. They double-teamed Gronk. Um, it was, it, I thought it was a good game plan by, by Jacksonville um, in that game. Let's quickly go around, around the NFL. Any other games that you guys saw or, or, or stats that you saw or, or, you know, plays that you saw that were, wow, that was big? Look, Denver, Oakland opened big against Denver, and then Denver came back and won that game 20-19. to 19. Um, A couple other games, Bill, your Chargers, uh, they, they look good. They won on the road, obviously. Not, um, not, my, not my Chargers anymore. That's all right. That's all, that's all news. Just, just, that's off the table. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, the, Jets, the Jets off their big win in, in, in Detroit uh, choke a big one uh, against the Dolphins. Um, I guess the Sam Darnold, the Sam, the Sam Darnold era is over already after one game. Right. Okay. right. Hey, let me jump in and I'll take 20 seconds. I watched that Detroit game uh, and because my brother-in-law is such a big Jets fan, and I saw, they partied like they won the Super Bowl when they beat Detroit. Yep. So I was not shocked by this letdown. NFL is a long season. Every week you got to line up. Um, I'm sorry for our Jets fans out there, but premature, <laughs> premature celebration. Go ahead. Yep. Right. Hey, all the Cowboys haters, Cowboys haters are like, oh, the Cowboys suck. They, you know, maybe they just suck less than the, than the Giants, but, but they won a game. Uh, Shay, yeah, what Sean, was your, Sean, what was your, so I, I got two things. I want to chime in on the Cowboys Giants game last night. It's, it's, I think it's just me. And this will lead me to my second point too. I think we talk about the youth movement in all the sports, the youth movement in coaching in football in particular I think it's really going to drive change. You look at you look at the Rams and how many points they're putting up, um, and and just just so exciting brand of football. And then you look at the Sunday night game with the Cowboys and the Giants and how slow it is, and you run on first down, and 
you throw intermediate passes on second down, and you run on third down. And these teams, they can't keep up with the, with the young, exciting brand of football that's being played. You take a team like, like Pittsburgh, and sure, there's no Le'Veon Bell, but they play a traditional style of football, and they're 0-1-1 now, and they get mm. blown out by, by the Kansas City Chiefs and, and, and Mahomes, at quarterback, who's throwing for 300-plus yards and six his, touchdowns. His stats are ridiculous, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, the, Steelers, the Steelers are a fraud this year. They are a bad team. And I, I just think that Ben Roethlisberger is being exposed now as a can – he, can he seriously bring this team to a – listen – the, the Bengals are, are not a dominant team, but if they win one more game in that division the next week, they, are, they have a big lead in it. Patrick Mahomes, 23 for 28, 326 yeah. yards, six touchdowns, and a quarterback rating of 154 points. The stats are perfect. ridiculous. On the, road, on the road in the NFL. <laughs> wow. Bill, do you have him on your team? Bill. No, I don't. I don't have. I, I who would have taken? I, in fact, I think he went late. I mean, he went way late in the draft because that's a crapshoot before you see him even play a game. Um, but uh, no, I don't. I, I'm. A, I, have, I have Cam Newton. I have Cam Newton. I have Cam Newton and Matt Ryan as my quarterbacks. Matt so Ryan's I'm, a buck. Yeah. <laughs> Cam Newton. Yeah. All right, Todd. What's up? You want to say something? No, no, you said Matt Ryan's a bust. Let's, so do, some college, let's do some college. Let's do some college football. Yeah, let's talk college football. All right, let's let's roll through the top twenty-five and let's let's actually start with the the probably the biggest matchup of 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 ranked teams um, happened in Fort Worth. It was the Ohio State versus TCU game. Uh, the first half of the game was very close. TCU goes, goes into the half thirteen to twelve at halftime. Kind of a questionable, maybe a bullshit call that Buckeyes got on a recovered uh, sack in the end zone where it probably wasn't a touchdown, should have been safety. Um, but they get the safety. Anyway, Buckeyes win 40 to 28. The mm-hmm. last game with Ryan, uh, Ryan Smith as their head coach. Um, Buckeyes look good, guys. Uh, 40 to 28. Urban Meyer takes back over as coach. Um, any thoughts on that game as the Buckeyes are clear? Look, 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 there's four teams I think we can all agree are the best right now in the country. There's Alabama, there's Georgia, there's Clemson, there's Ohio State. Now, we know that if that, if that holds true, that Florida or uh, Alabama and Georgia will play in the SEC championship game. Do you see any other teams standing out right now, or what did you think of Ohio State at Texas Christian? I I'm gonna defer to uh, to Shea as far as top four. He he uh, tweeted a, a pretty interesting stat about arguably the number five team, Oklahoma, uh, and maybe some of the obstacles they uh, are facing. Shea. Yeah. So so here's the thing on Oklahoma. They um they played in Big Twelve, so it's wide open football. Not necessarily a lot of ground and pound like we're used to in the SEC. Oklahoma's down to their third string running back now. Um, mm-hmm. They have two walk-on running back – or, excuse me, two freshman running backs and a walk-on running back left on their depth chart. They lose their leading rusher uh, last week. And then this week against uh, Iowa State, their backup running back goes down. So you look at arguably 
I, in my opinion, I think it's one of the Oklahoma's one of the top four teams in the country, but let's say top five teams in the country down there, third string running back, and and you're relying on freshmen to close out close ball games for you. That could be problematic moving down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll, I'll throw this back at you, Shay. A top four after two weeks: Alabama, Georgia. Clemson and um, gosh, who am I missing? Uh, obvious. Ohio State. Oh. I, I just think those are the four. Like in years past, there's been top four, but there's been question marks. To me, um, and again, time will tell. But those seem like the four college playoff teams. Like uh, I just, I don't see any now. Alabama and Georgia being in the same conference may be a hiccup, but I mean, I follow Georgia a lot. Being here in Atlanta, they're loaded. Alabama was up fifty-two-seven at halftime. I mean. <laughs> they're just four just strong teams do, do you uh is, is Alabama even isn't it Alabama and the other three almost is this the first year that you've seen Alabama with not only a good quarterback but quite possibly the best quarterback in the nation and, and probably the best backup it's <laughs> not fair right that it's it, it gets at a point where it's really just not fair Wait, uh, yeah Shay, do you agree with me on that top four or what do you think so I think Oklahoma's right there on the verge. Um, I'm not, I think Clemson's actually uh, – Clemson has a lot of holes. Yeah, I think yeah. Clemson has a lot of holes there, and I would even put Ohio State ahead of Clemson. I um, agree. I, I just missed – yeah, I agree with that. Yep. Yeah, um, guys, I, I, I like Ohio State ahead of Clemson right now because Clemson is now playing two quarterbacks. And if they can't decide if, between Kelly Bryant and the other long-haired sunshine, you know, kid, uh, looks like the – remember the Titans – uh, you know, um, he, you know, listen, Clemson, Ohio State, Florida, or Alabama, sorry, I keep saying Florida. Why? Alabama and Ohio State are, are, are so, I agree, Tyler Murray, Shay, man, that guy, that guy, is, his numbers are, are better than Baker Mayfield at this point, right? Now, yeah. I mean, it's better, and he's just so smooth back there. But I'm just telling you guys, just watch this kid at Ohio State. He's in my backyard. I'm not a Buckeye fan. But this Dwayne Haskins kid is such a smooth operator. He is Chardet in the backfield, man. He is he is just dropped back. He's one of the best passing guys you'll see. He hits his guys in stride. He doesn't make bad plays. If you watched Ohio State in the past, you saw JT Barrett run on probably 80% of the plays. He managed games. This guy's a quarterback. Yes. This guy is a quarterback who I think runs – I think he's run four times this year where he felt like it was not the best opportunity to throw or to eat the pass. Hey, Sean, let me jump in real quick. Clemson, you mentioned that they have two quarterbacks. I think Clemson learned from Alabama last year, um, and they're being proactive on it. I think their backup freshman quarterback is the equivalent of Tua. I mean, that 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 kid just throws the long hair guy. He throws just that. Thank you. I couldn't if I got a thousand shots, I wouldn't have got that name. But Tua Tag of Law. What? <laughs> so um, I think they just learned from Alabama, and they're just getting him ready, um, ready to go. So, All right, so I think those are the top three. Listen, I, I I did love the uh, – so Alabama plays at Mississippi, right? And when you're a home team 
bringing in the number one team in the country, you have to bring energy. You have to bring enthusiasm. You have to bring passion. And and the number one thing you have to bring is belief. Belief that you can beat the team. Didn't they beat them so, twice in the last six years? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Ole Miss comes out. They get the opening kick. They they win the toss. Elect to receive. They throw a touchdown pass, 20, 75 yards on the first play of the game, and the fans in Vaughn Hemingway are going crazy. The players are banging their chest, looking at Alabama, saying, we will own you. Alabama runs off 28 points in the first half. They win 62 to 7. First quarter. Um, first quarter, they run off 28. <laughs> yeah, 28 in the first quarter. They win 62 to 7. Shay, let me ask you a question. You, you played football at a, at, a, at a bigger level than any of the three of us did. When you go in thinking you're I play, land, I played you're... college flag football, Sean. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to test. But go ahead. Go ahead. Shay, Shay, let me ask you a question. When you're down 28-7 at the end of the first quarter and it's not even close, what's the, what's the mindset? Because every team, I just laugh at teams that say, we want Bama. Right? right? Like, like UCF or any team that just chants, we want Bama. What's that like, Shay? <laughs> you buy into a vision you're, it's up to your coaches your coaches and your coaching staff to, to kind of paint a picture for you and you buy into that vision and sometimes that vision changes in the middle of a game when you're down to, <laughs> when you're down 28 7 at the end of the first quarter as a coach maybe you just need to get the guys to huddle up and it's not even your pride it's not even your dignity it's can we win this possession like, win can the we play, win a possession? Right? Win the play. Yeah. Can we win? Can we win? A, and then once we win a possession, can we win a quarter? Like your your goals change because obviously that game's out of sight, but you never want to quit. You want to build to something else. So forty nine seven at halftime. What's that speech like? Um, <laughs> you're Vontae Davis. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I should have gone you know, to Murray State. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Like I like I. You know, when, when I used to coach Ryan's baseball team, and Todd, you probably have done it with, with, with me, Scott, and, and, you know, Bill with Kevin. You know, I used to tell my baseball guys, let's, we just need to win every inning. If every inning we beat the team across the, the diamond from us, we win the game. And win every inning would just be but, – but, man, it just gets to the point where they were up 7 nothing, and they were like, we're going to get these guys. This is our night. And they just all of a sudden just got punched in the face and the nuts and they got just their knees got taken out, and it was just like Jesus. How do we even get out of this game without giving up sixty? And they gave up sixty-two. I mean, it was just a just a just a beatdown, right? And, and um, Alabama, Alabama led off too. I mean, that you know, that's oh yeah, 62. could have been a lot more, right? Could 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 have could have approached a hundred. Oh, it's 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 win the play, Sean. It's it's win the down. Um, and one thing you have to admire about all college pro, all football coaches in general is no matter what the score is, if there's time on the clock, they're coaching, you know, and I've always admired that. They they don't, they don't even worry the score. They're, they're coaching. So, I mean, that's, that's the great life lesson. So win the down, right? All right. I can wait real quick, real quick, Sean, on top of that. I spent five years in the charger locker room, right? Immediately after a game was over. And hurt, you know, sat there for the prayer, and then, and then listened to what the coach would say after a win or a loss. Um, it was Bobby Ross, Kevin Gilbride. So I'm really dating myself. Uh, back in the you know '96 to '99, '95 to '99 range. Um, you're right; they never give up. 
They never, yeah. you don't. And, and, and you talked about breaking it down. Um, both, both Ross and Gilbride broke down the season into quarters. Just yeah. we got to win the first quarter, and then we're going to go with the second quarter. These four games, we got to go three and one. You know, it was always, you know, trying to break, break things down into bite-sized pieces, uh, even when you're yeah. playing well, right? So I admire that about football coaches. I really do. Oh, and yeah. You try to translate that in life. And who did Kelvin Gilbride uh, survive a punch from? Um, oh, uh, it wasn't Bum Phillips, was it? Um, it might have been. It might have been Bum. <laughs> you remember? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, on the sidelines. Yeah, we'll have to look that up. We'll have to look yeah. that up. All right, let's 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 roll to the seventh team in the country. Shay, I'm going to turn it over to you for this one. Uh, Auburn Tigers, LSU, seven versus twelve. Joe Burrow and Joe Burrows and the uh, LSU Tigers, led by Ed Orgeron. They go into Jordan Hare Stadium, and I'm telling you what, that was a that was a big win. I I don't I don't care how you break that down. That was a big win, and it was probably shade the way you're looking at it, a big loss for Auburn. I mean, that was a opportunity not only to to, to hold their hold their hold their point in the SEC West. Um, SEC West is looking really good this year. They have some really good teams this year. What was your thoughts on on the Auburn performance? and the Auburn – just the overall game that you saw of your Auburn Tigers? I wasn't disappointed. I know, I know that's going to sound – I know it's going to sound a, a little odd, me being an Auburn guy, but your inability to run the ball in the SEC, you're not going to win a lot of games. And Auburn came into the game as 10.5-point favorites, and we said last week, I told you guys, I, I didn't think they could cover 10.5. You've got all these shiny new toys on the outside, no matter how good your defense is. You have to be able to run the ball. You you have a lead. You got to secure your lead. You need to run the ball, and, and Auburn can't do that right now. They're struggling themselves. They're playing freshman running backs, trying to find who's the next carry on Johnson, who's the next Cam Petway. Like it, you can't run the ball, you can't win. And Auburn LSU traditionally, it's it's always a close game. Last year, it came down to Gus Malzahn keeping his job over a mm. one point game. It, it, traditionally it's just been close and these two teams they they've been in the west and they they've been competing on a national championship level year in and year out and it's going to be grinded out games like that in the SEC. Ty what do you think of it? Man Shay I tried to um I tried to get to Vegas and vote or not vote bet on the Tigers to win and they wouldn't take that bet I'll say <laughs> so I'm I'm surprised yeah thank you I'm here all night um I'm surprised because, like, like, like every true sports fan, I let my—I uh, don't even know if it's pride, but my dislike for LSU to get in the way. Um, not uh, don't like LSU, uh, especially uh, the whole Florida thing that's documented well two years ago. But that said, and I don't think Ed Orgeron is worth his weight in being a coach. But I've got to—I've uh, got to eat uh, eat crow, and they, they came to Jordan Hare. They won. They're a legit team. Ed Orgeron's doing something right. He's recruiting. He's coaching them up. He's getting his players to play hard. And um, LSU, you got to tip their hat. Uh, it's it's a big win early. Um, and you got Alabama, LSU, Auburn, and that's a huge loss for Auburn. Um, and, and and I was outside looking at Auburn making making the Final Four, and now they got the work cut out with Alabama looming um, for sure. So anyway, Bill, your thoughts on on that game because it it ties into kind of your your Pac-12 like, like, does that hurt? Does that hurt Washington? Yeah. Well, I think I think the Pac-12 is. You notice that we they're not even a part of the conversation here in week two, uh, right? You no. Know, so that I think they're done. 
there's just, it, you know, um, but I don't think it even matters for Washington at this point. I think Washington's going to lose another game before the season's over. They'll have another. Yeah. They'll have another hiccup, hiccup down the road. It's just your, your Devils are looking good though, Bill. Well, except they, they they kind of screwed the pooch in San Diego, San Diego State. They get to a twenty third, yeah. third. They rank twenty third. Then they go into SDSU and uh, turn over the ball a couple of times and 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 lose a winnable game. I mean, they were actually driving in for a score late. To, right. You know, field goal oh. range could have made it a, you know, kind of a little bit bigger lead at halftime. Ended up um, giving up seven the other way. So that, that hurts. Um, so, yeah, the uh, as the uh, Sun Devils look good but they're not the kind of good when you're talking about these teams out here, uh, <laughs> east of the Mississippi. It's amazing. Yeah. So let's talk about this then. So obviously the, um, the uh, Georgia Bulldogs look good. Oklahoma looks good. Um, Wisconsin loses mm. on a last-second field goal where their team misses the field goal, actually. Um, Auburn loses. So that probably means, Shay, that, that Notre Dame, the number eight team in the country, is going to slide up to probably the number six team in the country. Question for you, Shay, yes or no, is Notre Dame the sixth best team in the conference, in the country? Absolutely not. <laughs> Notre Dame yeah, I struggled, agree. struggled to beat a bottom, a bottom beater in SEC in Vanderbilt last week at home. Yes, and, and struggled to beat Ball State and didn't beat a – good Michigan team by a lot right like is Notre Dame perhaps the biggest fraud in the top 10 in recent history like or well I mean they've got a big schedule coming up right don't don't get exposed Bill Bill, I I see you laughing Bill what's your what's your thoughts on Notre Dame because it's it's no it's just it there's a they're like the Yankees they're like the uh the Cowboys I mean everybody loves to hate Notre Dame um you know, and I, I'm fine with that. I, I have no, uh, I was raised Catholic, but uh, I don't, I don't have any loyalty to the fighting Irish, yeah, but it'll all come out in the wash. I mean, I just keep thinking back to the national championship game against Alabama. You know, they, everyone was so fired up and their name's back and their name's back. They finally are relevant again and they got whooped. So I just, I don't even care where they're ranked. They're not even going to be a, uh, I don't know if they saw that special deal where if they're ranked at a certain level, they make the playoffs automatically. That was weak. Uh, but, uh, you know, so I'm not, a, I'm just, that's why I laugh when Notre Dame comes up. Hey, Sean, I, I lived in, I lived in South Bend. I was only two, three and four years old. So I don't remember, but, um, the problem with me with Notre Dame is, is I don't, I just hate their coach. Like, and maybe he's the nicest guy in the world, but just seems like a total jerk. Don't like him. And they're on NBC every week. Um, they're easy to just like <laughs> either love them or hate them. And unless you went to Notre Dame, you don't like Notre Dame. So I agree with Shea 100%. They'll be exposed. Their schedule's yeah. tough, tough enough where they're going to have one, maybe two, um, at least losses. Um, I think yeah. Vanderbilt, uh, an averages grits SEC team, had a chance to win. God, that guy almost caught that ball. I'm sure you saw that, right? <laughs> that would have been – that would have made it real interesting if he uh, came down right. that yep. Notre Dame schedule, they've got – they go to Wake Forest this week. They've got Stanford at home. They go to Virginia Tech, and uh, they get Pittsburgh and Navy. I think they lose if two, if not three, of those games. What about USC? Stretch. Don't they always play USC the last weekend? Oh, uh, much further down the stretch. They still got Florida State, Syracuse, Northwestern, and USC to finish the season. Yeah, they got some. They got some testers. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
other 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 kind of top twenty-five teams. Stanford uh, wins this week. Uh, they're going to play. Uh, Stanford plays Oregon this week. So that's that's like the I think that's the SEC or the CBS ABC game of the week. Um, that's a big game. Um, Penn State wins in convincing fashion. Mississippi State, Todd, uh, playing well. Fifty-six to ten, they win last week. Um, that game in in, in Starkville, I'm, I'm telling you, it's scaring me. Uh, we have to get past Tennessee this week. We'll talk about the Gators in a second. Um, Boise State, their chance to to be the the US, the UCF darlings of the uh, of college football uh, probably went down the drain this week when they got beat, uh, doubled up by or Oklahoma State. State. Yep. Yeah, Okie State in uh, in Stillwater beat them forty four to twenty one. Um, so I guess UCF still holds that spot as the best non-power five team. But don't, don't, don't um, discount USF. It's going to be the winner of that game, right? That, yeah, that and USF very likely, has a big win. Very likely could go into the Illinois. And don't talk about their old coach, Scott Frost, 0-2 for Nebraska, first time since 1957. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, that, that's – listen, that's a big deal. I mean, that, you know, he came in there as he's going to be the savior – um they've lost now they've lost to colorado first now granted their first game was rained out because of uh, uh tornadoes and, and lightning um but they lost colorado and they lost to troy yeah, they lost troy, to that's troy. a big loss troy at home they lost to troy in their home stadium yeah um, don't don't sleep sorry. on troy troy beat uh who did troy beat uh troy beat last, year. last year yeah troy but still LSU. you've got to win that game you've got to win that well, game in, in Todd, all fairness, Todd, I'm Todd, not making excuses Todd. for Scott Frost, but in all fairness, they're playing with a redshirt walk-on quarterback right now. <laughs> Their quarterback got hurt in the Colorado <laughs> game. They're playing with a redshirt walk-on quarterback. It's still early for Scott Frost. I agree. I agree. Yeah, so I agree 100%. But, Todd, listen, if I told you right now that Florida was playing Troy at home and they were going to lose, would you be okay with that? No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. No. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Oregon, uh, Oregon, you know, is going to slide up in the top 20. Miami, how about this, guys? Miami goes on the road and plays at Toledo. Good for, good for Toledo to somehow get a game with Miami on the road. Um, that, that just doesn't seem like a – I'd be like Portland Trailblazers playing at, like, you know uh, – The Washington some, Generals? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right? Um, Jay, uh, on the West Coast, what's the, what's the talk of USC going to Texas and losing? Um, they're now they're now one and two. Um, they lost to Stanford. They lost to Texas. They have a freshman quarterback who they obviously there's no reason to turn away from them now. Let the, let the kids get snapped. Um, just just heads up, USC might be really good in a couple of years because they have this freshman who's going to get beat up now. But Shay, what's your th- thoughts on the West Coast there of USC um, starting one? One and two. Um, it's, it's disappointing. Um, California football in general is just disappointing. USC one and two, and you got Chip Kelly and games left right at UCLA. Yeah. Um, the the hope for the hope for the Pac-12 is actually in the Pacific Northwest. You got Washington State two and zero, oh, and you've got Washington, and then you've got uh, you've got Stanford and Oregon out here. That's all you have left for the Pac-12. Okay, so so let's, let's look ahead 
to next week and, and make a couple of predictions and um, and then we'll then we'll call it a night, guys. Um, so what do you see on the week ahead for the best games? Hey, Sean, I'll jump in. I'm a, I'm a homer. Florida, Tennessee. This year it's not as big, but uh, traditionally a huge game in the East. Um, Florida was minus sixth the opening line, which I can't believe. I can't believe Florida's favored by six points on the road. Um, the line has dropped to, I think, four and a half or four. If I was a bet man, um, if I was I a bet take man, Bill, Bill, if I was a bet man, Bill, <laughs> <laughs> I would take Tennessee. Um, I'm certainly rooting for my Gators to win, but that line seemed ridiculous. That, 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 Todd, Todd and Shay, let me ask you guys, because you guys are more of the gambling guys. Where's that line coming from? What What is that even – like, that seems so weird that Florida be a favorite. Oh, I, I – they, they don't I, believe in Tennessee, right? That's that's all that line is. Yeah. They don't believe in Tennessee. I'd take Florida four and a half all day. I think that – I saw encouraging signs the Colorado State game of Florida. I, I don't think the Florida team is a bad team. I know the loss to Kentucky hurts. But right. I think Florida has great running backs. I think the defense is solid. Maybe not what it was in past years, but it's solid. And I think that Dan – I believe in Dan Mullins. Great hit ball coach, yeah. At, yeah, you look at Tennessee and, and Jeremy Pruitt in Tennessee, it's a complete rebuild in Tennessee. Mm. I'll take four and a half all day. Todd, Todd. All right. That's <laughs> interesting. Let's look at – So we just talked about. <laughs> Nebraska, Nebraska at Michigan. Nebraska, Michigan. That's a. I, can Nebraska go zero and three, or do they somehow find a way to go to the big house and upset Jim Harbaugh's number fourteen Michigan team? Just to all of a sudden, just put a a a, a kick in the nuts of Harbaugh if somehow Frost's team figures out a way to, to win. See, Michigan beats the bad teams. I think where Harbaugh has his struggle is I think he's and, and don't. Hate me if I'm missing this. I think he's Owen nine versus top twenty-five teams, but I think that he his teams beat the Owen two Nebraskas of the world and the Northwesterns and the Purdue's and the Iowas and the Iowa States. They just have trouble versus the big teams. So I think Michigan takes care of business. Thoughts on Bill? What's your thoughts on A and M Alabama? That's your CBS game of the week. That's the big one in the SEC. <laughs> How do you pick against Alabama? <laughs> so I, I mentioned earlier, Alabama has – this isn't fair. Alabama has the best quarterback in football. I don't care what you said about Ohio State's guy. Alabama has the best quarterback in football, and they've, never, they, and they've won multiple national championships with average to just below average quarterbacks. Nobody's going to beat them this year. That's my take. Yeah, yeah they're that good. Their, their defense is amazing, and Tua, Tua Vagalola – <laughs> Easy for you to say, bro. Is uh, is amazing, and and Jalen will uh, only play if Tua gets hurt or if the game's out of hand. That's it. Mop up duty, yeah. That's his. That's his role. But okay. I, hey, yeah. So let's get your thoughts on on Florida, Tennessee, Florida at Tennessee. Todd, you kind of shared your thoughts. Um, that's a big game. It really is. And Felipe Frank last week, not a great game, but he he did spread the ball on the field again. Um, the the defense played well. Special teams was unbelievable. Todd, it, it, Todd, let me ask you a question. When's the last time you saw a defensive special teams effort like the Gators had this week with two blocked punts, uh, a blocked field goal, 
uh, a kick return for a touchdown. Pretty impressive. Hey, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get uh, Shea on speed dial because I'm too close, right? And I'm too negative. But when you break it down, <laughs> um, yes, they lost to Kentucky. You hate that happens. But this is a pretty good Kentucky team. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling positive about the future. I'm worried about every game. I'm worried about Tennessee. The list goes on on LSU. Um, but, uh, yeah, Florida's – hey, if they keep recruiting well, um, future's bright. But, yes, good, good, great effort on defensive special teams uh, for sure this last week. I, I got a segue in here. You're talking special teams. We, we have to talk quickly before we get out of here. We got to talk about that North Texas play against Arkansas. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. The bat. The bat. So, have, you, have you read the articles since that's come out? The coach, the special teams coach, special teams coordinator, actually met with the officials before the game and said, this is what we're going to do. Um, is it legal, one? And two, will you be on the lookout for it? And they said, yes, it's legal, but, you know, coach, you're going to get that boy killed. And uh, because he's not going to try to defend himself, he's just going to catch it without fair catching it, right? And so without mm-hmm. signaling. And he said, no, I think it's going to work. And yeah, they talked about the progression. They, for three months, they've been inserting this play, individual player by individual player. They didn't want to get it out too fast, too quick, because people would talk about it. The whole team learned of the play Friday, right? The day before that this was going to, they were going to do this. Uh, so good. It was just so executed so perfectly that, uh, you know, I, I feel bad for that. His name is Keegan Brewer, the, the, the kid who, uh, a walk-on who was a firefighter because he didn't get a, a, a scholarship offer for a year before he walked on in North Texas. So just one of my favorite plays of, uh, of the two thousands. How's that? That was just amazing. Yeah. Listen, listen, for those, for those stared out fans that didn't know what happened. So uh, Arkansas punts, uh, North Texas state field, field the punt at the eight yard line. Um, and it looks, he basically makes it look like a fair catch, but he never ever signals her catch. So he catches yeah. the ball, and he stands there for, what, Bill, maybe three two seconds? seconds? Two seconds, kind of a, a couple two of seconds. beats. Yeah. And then all the Arkansas players converge on him, but don't tackle him because they, they figured he called the fair catch because he wasn't running. And so he starts walking towards his sideline, and he walks like three steps, and then <laughs> just starts sprinting to the end zone. Yeah, and, uh, with, with a wall of blockers. I mean, he was not going to be oh, tested. Was <laughs> it was so good, right? Yeah. My favorite play. Yeah. A um, couple other games next week, guys. Let me just bring up uh, very quickly. Uh, Stanford, Stanford, Oregon. Shay, let me ask you, West Coast correspondent, who would you pick in that game right now? Stanford, Oregon, at Oregon. 8 o'clock game, so it's 5 o'clock kick, your time. That's a big game. It's a huge game with, with, with a very methodical Stanford team going into a high-powered uh, offensive organ team. What do you think on that? Uh, you know, Sean, I, I really don't – I really have no clue. Like, you could flip a coin and, and whichever way it ends, that's, that's the team you pick. I know that Oregon is high-octane again, and they're scoring a lot of points <laughs> at, a, at a really fast rate. Um, but Stanford is traditional Stanford, and – They've been tested. You know, the, the early game against USC, I think it uh, it may have primed them and, and has them more prepared at this point in the season. Bill, one year, one more late game for you. Arizona State at Washington. Look, they're coming off a loss. Yeah. Does Herm Edwards somehow find a way to make that game close? Well, this really is the that's the defining game for the uh, Sun Devil season, right? If they can somehow 
pull off the upset, you know, win at Washington, they're going to have a big year. It'll be a lot of fun. If they lose that and go two and two, I think it's the same old, uh, same old Sun Devils. I think I said Aztecs, same old Sun Devils. It'll probably finish six and six, maybe get in a bowl game <laughs> if they're lucky. So it's, it's going to be a lot. Of, it's going to be a great game. Um, I'm hoping I get a chance to see it. They didn't broadcast the uh, San Diego State uh, ASU game mm-hmm. last week. So fingers crossed I can watch that one. I'm looking forward to it. Kyle, let's go back to you. Spotlight you. Florida, Tennessee, night game, Newland Stadium, 7 o'clock kickoff. What do you think the Gators' chances are of pulling off the upset? Uh, shoot. Um, I think it's going to be a tough game, night game in Knoxville. Knoxville's not a fun place to be. Sean, you went to that state. You and I have been to that stadium. It's, it's tough. It's angry. It's bitter. Rocky Top's played a million times. That said, I'm always a homer, and I always believe that Florida win. And Chase talked me off the ledge a little bit uh, with how good the Gators are. So I will predict Florida with a very close victory. I'm going to go with a 28-24 victory. All right. And, Todd, still to this day, you know, something we share together, one of the funnest times I've ever had with, with, with you in the car, driving through <laughs> Tennessee as Florida was playing, playing uh, – Tennessee, listening on the radio, uh, we're driving to Jellicoe, Tennessee, as the game was happening, and I was just, I, I just remember hearing the play-by-play of a, of a very hard-fought Gator loss, um, but we're driving to my brother's wedding uh, in Columbus, Ohio, and that was just such a fun time, and I'll never, ever, ever forget it. It was amazing. I remember like it was yesterday, the storms rolled in, right? <laughs> right, the fog came down, and we rolled through Guys, great week. Unbelievable. I love this time of year. There's so much going on. Uh, Shay, what's going on this week for you in, in your business? Oh, we're just gearing up for the season, man. Uh, basketball's right around the corner. You joke about the hours, but it's literally, it's crunch time around here in the office, and everyone's starting to get a little nervous. We open the season, season opener with LeBron's first game as a Laker. So, uh, Ooh, oh, wow, pretty exciting. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. <laughs> Boring. Boring. <laughs> Todd, what do you got going on? Hey, Bill, Sean, Shay. Hey, love spending uh, Monday. This is not a Sunday, but Monday. Um, business as usual for me. Um, so, got to gotta close some jobs and uh, bringing some clients in to tour some of our facilities. So, uh, looking forward to that. And, um, inspired uh by sean your your weekly monday um morning match and bill always your podcasts uh help me get better trying to do what i do even though we're in different um different businesses so appreciate all you do and shay looking forward to uh your new job with portland man that's awesome congratulations cool and then uh sean this week uh had laura fangman last week you listened to that one right great great episode yeah i love yeah yeah so she was good and tomorrow it's adrian petrilla so that's a name you haven't heard before, but he's the CEO and founder of Realty Autopilot. He's one of those lead gen guys. And so I, I you know, even though I'm not a big, uh, I'm more of a believer in relationships, much like you, uh, it's going to be pretty fun to hear Adrian uh, on his episode. Other than that, I'm uh, going down to Lee County Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, back in Naples. Naples, baby. Sorry. Sorry about that. But yeah. Amazing you spent so much time down there, huh? Uh, you know, I just go where they tell me. <laughs> I just go where they tell me to go. <laughs> Most beautiful place on earth, perhaps. Right. Take us home, Sean. That's awesome, man. Hey, guys, it's always fun. Uh, for me, it's, it's, a, uh, it's a travel week.
but I'm super excited to get back to, to Columbus and uh, have a, a prep week for a Michigan convention next week. So um, on behalf of Bill and Todd and Shay, always fun for you guys to join us on the Showdown.